What is up, everybody? It is Friday. You know what that means. It is another edition of your favorite podcast, Curveballs and Share Shots. I am here, Brennan Tanguma, and my lovely Steam co-host Dominic is also here. Dominic, you're on call at work. You're a big working boy. Yep. So you might just get yanked at any moment to go do the the Lord's work. I wish I got a good yanking right now. How are you doing today? Well, Brandon, if that is your real name, I, uh, you know, went to work as normal. As soon as I got home, I did my normal routine, which was lay on the ground and have Oreo kiss me to death, pick myself up, dust myself off, walk to the bathroom to take a shit. Not even uh, two minutes into my shit, my work phone calls because I, you said I am on on call. And they're like, oh, we have an emergency for you. And I'm like, motherfucker, it is 3.45. Why the fuck am I getting on calls already? Oh, well, no one's in the area. Fuck. So I wipe my ass. I rush out to Pose Falls, Idaho. Start marking out this job. And I get another phone call for another emergency. This time in Wilbur, Washington, which if you do the math, Brandon... Which we do not know the geography of Washington State. I don't even know the fucking geography of Washington State. Turns out it was an almost two hours away from my location in Post Falls. So I proceeded to fucking bitch and moan because I'm like, that's fucking stupid far. I haven't eaten dinner. Studio audience needs to eat dinner. Mascot needs to eat dinner. I'm like, oh my fucking God. And turns out I looked up the the prints, little little inside information, prints. We'll call them maps, call them prints. Okay. Um and my area was clear. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm not going out there. Fuck that shit. Came home, ordered round table, ate round table. Now I'm doing this podcast. Oh, wait, took a shit, massive shit, then started the podcast. So so that's why you were about six minutes late to receiving my email or my link. Well, it was I was on the phone with my brother. After I wiped my ass, he called me. Oh, okay. changed. So apparently, apparently when you just don't go to the bathroom, Dominic, and you won't get any phone calls. Pretty much. But, uh, you know, Brandon, like always, how's your day, week, month, year? Let's see. Year? You know, it's been better. Week? It's been cool. Had a job interview yesterday to be a copywriter. It would be, like, very similar to what I used to be doing, where it would be remote. It would be so great, even though I'm not, like, doing sports or the journalism stuff. But, you know, if I've come to terms and just be a, a desk jockey, that's fine. Completely butchered that. They ask one of those stupid open-ended questions of, oh, tell us about a time where you set a goal and you didn't reach it. And what did you learn from that? And I just fucking blabbered on and I don't even think I really answered the question. And then the lady was like, oh, send us in some writing samples. And so I did that, even though I don't really have any recent writing samples because I don't write. Maybe start writing a blog, curveballsandchairshots.com coming soon. But they, the lady was like, oh, we'll get back to you like maybe mid next week because I'll be traveling or something. I was like, OK, cool. I get on the shitter, check my emails. They said no. Hate to see it. Damn, that instant. They're just like, yeah, fuck this. Well, guy. I mean, I, I interviewed yesterday on Thursday. Oh, they got okay. back to me Friday. I don't know. Afternoon. Then I did my interview a couple weeks ago. I think I talked about it where it was like a, a live. I like set up equipment and I like do live streams. I don't know exactly how strenuous it is, but it's during the weekend. Yeah. And I kind of pick my own times. Sent in a background check. Cleared that. I am not a sex offender. No shit. You don't have any background to check anyways. Well, just want, you know, they want to make sure. 
spoiler alert, I am not a sex offender. I'm not a criminal. I'm a good little Christian boy. Shout out to the audience, who's, who's a good little Christian girl. The And then I got an email pretty much, well, not right after that, but then I got the email that said that they're w- welcome to having me. So, Dominic, technically, I kind of have a job. Even though it's, very par- it's very part-time, and I choose my own times I want to do it. But if I want to pursue this, I might have a job. Just like it was very similar to where I could have done stat keeping, but that was – like overseas and a little sketchy. I didn't feel like doing this. This is also a little sketchy because I think they told me I'm getting paid via PayPal. So don't tell the feds. Okay. You fucking snitches, but your boy might be getting so, paid on the side. So do you just go to someone's house and do a live stream and set up their shit? No, it may, it's for sports. It's mainly like travel ball. Like, Oh, AAU. okay. Okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. AAU like basketball and they're doing volleyball and maybe they're trying to set up some other sports as well. But mainly well, it's like volleyball and basketball. If this makes you feel any better, while I was on the phone with my brother, told us a shout out to www.joinunioncitypd.com. They are hiring for all sorts of positions, Brandon. So maybe you can join the PD. Ooh. Any uh, writing positions? Uh, you, you Go online and check. I don't any, know. Like, any communications? Let's see. What is the website, Dominic? www. Uh, joinunioncitypd.com. I'll even click on it on my phone and see what we get. Let's see. It's loading. Still loading. Ooh, look at that website. Ooh, 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 look at that beautiful website. I mean, that uh, detective lady, she's looking kind of thick. Yeah, see, you could be a part of that. I could be a part of that. Now, when you mean yeah. that, you mean her or a part of the team? Let me use that. I'll let you use your own imagination on that, dog. Speaking of dog, I see a nice little canine puppers. Let's see, join. I can be a police officer lateral, police officer recruit two, police officer trainee, police officer trainee. I don't know what the difference in that is, but that's about it. So basically, if you want to be a cop, Union City is the place to be. There you go, buddy. Just be a cop. Fuck it. You, dude, you, you would be a perfect cop because one, you're woke, as the kids say. Two. But if I'm woke and I'm joining the cops, that's like crossing enemy lines, bro. We're exactly. supposed to defund the police. You are going to change the police from within. I'm going to defund it from within? Pretty much. Okay. But uh, but no, you should uh, you know, just do it. Because you know, 80% of police work is writing reports, which you can do. Sounds like fun. Driving around. You can carry a gun, dog. Harassing individuals. You get to carry a gun, dude. You can just fucking pull up on someone and be like, the fuck you do? And then, you know, fucking whack them with your baton and then pepper spray them. And then they start walking towards you because they're fucking dazed and confused. And pepper spray, you fucking pop a couple caps in them because, you know, you don't know what they're doing and make the news. That would never happen to you, Dominic. Never. Of course, it wouldn't happen to you because you're a good upstanding citizen. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. And white. There we go. There we go. So, but uh, you know, just uh, well, I'm happy to hear that, Brandon. Yeah, you know, got the got the email. Also, while I was on the shitter, so it was a glass case of emotion. Uh, what's it? A porcelain case of emotions. <laughs> so, uh, we'll recap it next week, and we'll we'll see where I'm at. I have to do some training, watching videos, and bullshit like that. But from the looks of things, it doesn't seem like it's that difficult. I really don't want to do it during football season, but it's probably going to have to start. But during springtime, and I don't really have stuff to do during the weekends, that's fine. 
Because, you know, you're not going to go to any A's games because, you know, me and the studios aren't there anymore. Yeah, because I definitely didn't go to A's games by myself this year. Because you didn't want to go. I was hoping you were just going to be like, yeah, you're right. But okay. Even they even when they lose 102 games, I am still there supporting went their last game of the season, mainly to see Shohei Otani pitch. But we're not going to talk about that. Ended up being a great time getting a Stephen vote poster. Got a. I'll say I saw him hit that magical home run, even though I was walking the concourses, but I can still say it was there. And also I have applied to be a part of the Oakland A's uh, staff. So they said, maybe they'll get back to me in January when they start hiring. So maybe, you know, this can be a quick little short-term part-time gig. And then I, I joined these. Well, I mean, it, it should, you know, it's good to have that on your resume saying that you currently work part-time for a, you know, whatever they're doing. Ball, so, shout know. out baller TV. Baller TV. This is the Var Balls TV channel or something? No, but they are linked to uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade's part of it. Oh, my God. Your dick must be so hard when you hear that, huh? I know. As soon as I saw that, oh, my God. I might be able to, like, be in the same room as Dwayne Wade. I mean, yes, please. I'll pay them $19 an hour. You get $19? Fuck you. How much are you getting paid, Dominic, since we're talking about it? 22 Must be nice. Yeah. Well, it also helps that I'm in California, so they have to pay me more. Yeah. Anyways, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, do we have any tea we need to talk about? I told you that is a canceled segment. Well, I don't care if it's canceled. I'm going to keep asking it every single fucking week because I think it's funny. What? You love her now? You want to fucking I've, marry her? You want to be with her? I've always loved her. It sucks. The you heart wants what the heart can't get or whatever what, it's called. I know why. Why? Because she's dead. Damn, he's Piece. I know I don't go my personal account to all that often, but I thought I would have saw something. Okay, she's not. But okay, you know, thank you, thank you. But you know, just to get you to shut up about us, I'm gonna kill her off. Can we start killing people off? If you're gonna start killing people, if you're gonna start killing people, does that mean you need to come down here? No, because I can just contract it out. Okay, you got guys and Part girls. The, I, I ain't sexist. Got guys and girls. Get the the big fluff army. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe okay. But, uh, you know, can we just start killing people off as a segment? Well, I mean, there might be people in this podcast who are dead to us. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, one person who has a trapdoor to hell might be dead to us. Maybe, Maybe a half. There's the other half that was dead, but has been resurrected after, um, com- you know, doing time last week. Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to be off the record. The reason I suck so much was because I was fucking drunk. Okay. And you weren't the, I mean, I was quite inebriated as well. I mean, I was fucking sloshed. So, oh, so that's why you're trying to diddle a 14 year old? What? What? Oh, yeah. I forgot that fucking, whatever his name was, little fuck bitch boy. Hey, that dude name. was the fucking goat for being our first game on SD. He was, you know, talking to us. Got he us was, loose. Mm. Yeah. He slipped me a roofie, I think. I forget what his name is, but yes, I do feel old. And I do like how Tyler's like the youngest out of out of us. And he's out here like trying to ask kids how old they are because he thinks he's just so much older than all. Even though 23 in the gaming world now is quite old. It 28 is. is dead. Wow. Thanks. I'm right there with you, buddy. I mean, I'm the oldest out of well, studio audience was there. So she's but yeah, she ages like a fine wine. Yeah, I'm good, just decrepit. Good save, good save, good I'm save. I'm just decrepit. But anyways, let's get on into it with 
some hot stove, some baseball, not exactly as high names, big time moves like we did have them last week. But we did discuss this on the podcast, Dominic. I was like, oh, Giants didn't get Aaron Judge. Do they need to fill the void? Carlos Correa, kind of the last guy out there. Should they make the move? You said, uh-uh. they got Brandon Crawford, Brandon Crawford, best hair in the game. Why would you want to fill up? Why would you want to kick him to the curb? Maybe put him at third base. But you know what? They fucking did it. Carlos Correa, 13 years, $350 million. I do declare he will be 41 at the end of this deal. He is the same age as us. He's in between, sandwiched in between our birthdays, Dominic. Carlos Correa, Dominic, to the, uh, not the Raiders or the 49ers, but the Giants. Your thoughts as a former San Francisco Giants fan? I think it's a lot of money for someone who I think is literally two years away from being in their uh, being past their prime. Uh, I think his years with Houston were great, but I, you know, and I'm not to take anything away from last year. He had a decent season. I think he, he, he actually had a pretty good season, but nothing near his early years with Houston. Uh, I think all that stuff is going to be behind him. I think he'll be a consistent bat, but I don't see him being worth 368 million and being that long term of a contract. I think Giants made a bad move on that one. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, we're seeing pretty much all these deals, especially like with the I think all this the uh which we call shortstops, all their deals kind of run into their age 40, 41 season. So it's not like the Giants are the only team doing this. They kind of have to adjust to the market and whether or not uh, Farhan wants to do this. It's kind of what you got to do with all these players. And I don't know what the opt-outs are and whatever, because he did sign a three-year with the Twins last year in this opt-out after one season. So, but if this is a legit, you know, lock him in for 13 years and maybe some some back-end options. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a good player out of the three, like Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts. I think I kind of lean towards them, but uh, he's a, a shortstop prime position, good defender. He hasn't been able to hit over a hundred home runs or 30 or over 30 home runs and a hundred RBI in a season, which does kind of, you know, not concern me, but if you're going to pay someone to be that cornerstone, those are kind of some key milestones that you would want to hit, especially the, the hundred RBI mark. If he's going to be a you know middle bat in second, third, maybe lead off, depending on how everything shakes up. And, I mean, we, we talked about it with Judge that the Giants are more than just one piece away from getting back in the mix with the Dodgers, possibly saving money right now to get Shohei next year. The Padres ain't fucking around. They're loading up on everybody. So it's a, it's a quizzical move, um, but it's kind of a move that I think the Giants felt like they had to make because um, so many of their stars have aged out. They've missed out on the Harpers and the Aaron Judges of the world. So Correa is you can call him a consolation prize but he's definitely talented enough to if he does step up his game he can be worth it but i do wonder like is he going to be worth it within the next five years because like you can say oh he's not going to be worth it from age 37 to 41 which is kind of a given but from 28 to 31 35 or whatever like is he going to be one of the best players in baseball and i I just don't really see him as as that type of player but he will be the uh, the leader of the Giants. And I don't know, like a clubhouse guy. I don't know exactly how he's going to mesh because he just kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. 
with the the Astros didn't the whole fall out of the Astros thing didn't exactly help. And I think the the Giants kind of are a laid back organization, like you know Jack Peterson type of vibe. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't think it's going to end bad, but you just never know with Carlos Correa, Dominic. Do you get that same vibe from him that maybe well, he got a little A-Rod to him? I think I'll, I'll put it that way. I mean. For better or for worse, talent-wise and attitude-wise. I can see it, but he he brings he, – he, what he brings is – and and this is where this is why I think it's a bad move because I can't I can say he he brings knowledge and wisdom and you know he also brings the temper the the attitude that you know you need of you know this day and age and everything but like you had that with you know some of those Giants players already um, I I just don't I just can't wrap my head around it. I think I think they made the biggest, and I hope I eat my words. I really do. I I I hope they go out and win the World Series in the next fucking thirteen years or whatever with him. But I just Dominic, I can't. Dominic, as an A's fan, you should be saying those type of things. Well, I mean, but I, hey, I'm not. Not only am I A's fan, do but not I'm a do not baseball that. fan. Okay, don't say that bull. Don't say that bullshit. I'm a Bay Area fan. You fucking pick a side. I'm an A's fan, but I'm also a strict, uh, I especially love with baseball, because there's only one te- there's only one sport with two teams in it now. <laughs> RP the Raiders. Anyways, moving on. Former San Francisco uh, giant Carlos Rodon, probably the best lefty in the game right now, goes to the New York Yankees, fortifying that uh, rotation. So now they are just loaded up right now. Um, Dominic, as a former Giants fan, uh, your thoughts on Rodon, who had a fantastic last few years, you know, signing from the White Sox to the uh, Giants, really kind of cementing himself as one of the best guys in the league. And now he kind of has kind of, I think, gone under the radar being in San Francisco, but now being on that main stage on New York, I think a lot of people recognize how good he actually is. I mean... If he stays the way he's been, I don't hang on. Nope. Dominic's telling us to hang on. Is it, is he getting a phone call? Is no, he... I'm fucking, oh. my throat is so fucking dry. I keep coughing. Um, I don't think Radon. I think the Giants misused him. I think he could have been more utilized better in, in retrospect, but, um, Where'd he go? Yankees, you said? The Yankees. The Yankees. Eh. I think the Yankees need all the help they can because it feels like last season, everybody of their pitching staff was getting hurt. So good for them. Radon will be a good added piece. Um, I mean, I think it's good for depth because you have Cole and Nasty Nestor, who are definitely the one two. And then it kind of was a deep fall off after that. So kind of fortifying it with Rendon or Rodon, uh, you know, especially like in a five game series or a seven game series where pitching definitely is going to, you need good starting pitching. And the Yankees did kind of fall off without Nestor after Nestor and uh, Cole. So I think Rodon is a a great fit uh, for them. The uh, Giants replaced him with another lefty and that'd be Shad Manaya. Unfortunately, after leaving the A's, did not have a good season with the Padres. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I mean, I kind of had like a love-hate 
relationship with Benaya when he's on, he's on, but when he is not, it is uh, not a pretty sight. So maybe coming back to the Bay, you know, get his head space right. And, you know, kind of be in a comfortable situation. He can kind of get back on track because uh, last year was not pretty. And it did suck because he's a nice guy, but um, he he didn't take that next step after leaving the A's. Yeah, I mean. It's definitely a downgrade from Rodon to Minaya. So, but like just, you said, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's fucking. It's ugly, and you're you yeah. like maybe you'll get five top tier starts from him. The other one, the other fifteen, you don't know. It could be mediocre or a shit show. Let's hope for the Giants' sake he fucking balls out. Sticking in the NL West, we got Noah Syndergaard, former Philly, now going to the Doyers. Um, you know, Thor had his his moments. He kind of stepped up, I think, in the NLCS. Didn't exactly have, or I, I think he had like a good showing in the World Series, but, um, or did he get smacked around? I kind of forget, but he definitely had like one really good start during the postseason. But uh, Thor going to the Dodgers, Dominic, it's, you know, it's a sort of big name. Could have been, should have been, but injury is kind of caught up with him. But, um. It's interesting. I kind of alluded to it. Giant, uh, Dodgers not doing too, too much right now. You know, letting Trey Turner go, getting Syndergaard on kind of a lower level one-year deal. Do you kind of see them as a perennial favorite to kind of, you're taking, not exactly taking a year off in terms of record-wise, because still going to be a good team, but in terms of saving some money now to possibly go after the big tuna in Shohei next year, when um, that whole thing goes down? I mean, possibly. God, I'm going to cough again. My fucking throat, man. I might get a cough drop. Give me a minute. Well, to answer my own question, like a sociopath, I think this is definitely kind of what the Dodgers are doing, Um, kind of taking a step back and trying to – because they were just paying like crazy for those few years, and they got their Mickey Mouse uh, World Series. Sonny, sorry, Johnny, but it's kind of the truth. You know, got, the, got their got – their, bring it back. They got their one World Series trophy. Yes, you want more and especially kind of a quote unquote legitimate 162 World Series trophy, but hasn't happened yet. Um, They got some young players. Gavin Lux is going to replace Trey Turner at shortstop position. I think Gavin Lux is a a fine player. Now, is he Trey Turner? Probably not, but maybe given given him that opportunity to play all, you know, 155, 150 games, I think uh, Gavin Lux is going to show out and. The, the Dodgers this year are not going to be in any trouble. I still see them as a perennial favorite. Maybe the Padres leapfrog them and take that first spot, but I still think the Dodgers are going to be a, a playoff team this year. Dominic, are you still alive? Seems like every time I start talking, it gets worse. So, but mm-hmm. uh, I do That's see why the you're Dodgers. Here, Dominic. You're working hard. You're working hard. Exactly. Exactly. I do see the Dodgers. I don't think they're going to flat out just annihilate the division i think it will be a a good tight race as they say but um you know I, they will win that division i don't think the padres can come close and i don't think uh i don't think anyone else will be as close another pitcher signs with the team uh chris bassett goes from the new york mets to the toronto blue jays i think a big hit for uh, the Mets, I think Bassett was fantastic being that third guy. And now 
that, that leaves an opening for someone to step up in the Mets. Now, I don't know exactly who that will be, but um, downgrade for the Mets, but obvious upgrade for the Blue Jays. So I think really need to get their, their pitching fortified, whether it be in the rotation or in the bullpen. I mean, Jose Barrios, uh, I think he, yeah, he's there. Robbie Ray, both of them, you know, co- sort of big names, but they didn't exactly kind of pan out throughout the entire season. They had their ups and downs, but uh, Bassett, I think is going to have be a, a good guy. He's a good guy in the locker room. He's also a really good pitcher. So if he can just kind of, cause he, I mean, even last year for the Mets, when um, Scherzer was kind of up, not up and down, but kind of hurt a little bit. DeGrom was always kind of hurt. Bassett was just always that constant just throughout the season. He was almost like the number one guy because he was there throughout performing very well. So I think it can be that same uh, cornerstone for the Blue Jays, Dominic. And our friend, friend of me of the podcast, now friend, I guess, Tyler, seemingly always picks Toronto to win the World Series. I think you should feel a little bit more confident after this move, Dominic. But it won't do anything. Toronto will never. Well, luckily, the, the Blue Jays are young enough. They can continue to do this same bit for the next 10 years. Yeah, that will. That's true as well. So, and then finally, um, the A's have been making some moves this offseason. It was the one we thought was going to happen. Sean Murphy, catcher, Gold Glove winner, gets traded to the Atlanta Braves in a three-way deal that sends William Contreras to the Milwaukee Brewers. The A's get uh, a slew of prospects. A lot of the top. Uh, I think three of the top 10 pitchers in the Atlanta Braves system. So Murph going to Atlanta, uh, meeting up with his boy Ole. So now we got the uh, the Oakland, the Atlanta Athletics over there in Atlanta. We got the Toronto Athletics up north in the Blue Jays. So, I mean, we we saw this one coming, Dominic. It still hurts. I'm just kind of numb to it at this point. Uh, from a analytical standpoint, the the pitchers they got, the prospects they got, seem very good. The A's need some pitching, um, but it sucks, especially like during this time when everyone's signing people, and you know Aaron Judge is making all this money, the Giants are signing people, and then the A's do this, and now there's jokes on all. Oh, you know they just trade away everybody, which is the truth. But I'm always trying to be the positive A's fan around here. They've been doing this for well over 20 years, and every single time it works. "Quote unquote." It doesn't result in a World Series trophy, but it it results in going making the wild card spot and then getting uh, everyone's uh, division uh, division winners. Dominic, oh, okay, sorry, give them some respect. Sorry, division winners and first round exits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so happy to see you hurt, but uh. Yeah, I mean, it, this was expected, so it's not like it's not like. Do the, you think? Okay, mats. I gotta ask though. Do you think the A's got a fair deal? I mean, it's always tough to say what is a fair deal because we don't know how these guys are gonna pan out. Exactly. Now, Sean, Sean Murphy is really good. He had a fucking phenomenal season this year, hitting wise. But I think the reason why I, this was so expected, I'm not as down on it as the Mats trade. I really, I mean, out of everybody, I wish we kept medals. And I think he was the guy we should have kept, pay him, cornerstone. He can hit, he can pitch, or maybe, you know, yeah, maybe he, he can pitch. He can Fucking hit. make him wow. pitch. Who cares? He can, he can hit, he can play defense, and, you know, he can do all that. Matt Chapman, 
probably going to demand a little bit more, more money, but I just didn't think he was worth that, especially with his bat kind of falling off. But Sean Murphy is great, but the A's have just a slew of catching prospects leading with Shea Langoliers, and he uh, got called up this past season. He did fairly well um, offensively, offensively at least. So that that's what kind of tempers my expectations of me not like just hating this so much is because Shea is in the in the driver's seat for him to be the the starting guy going forward, and I have expectations that he's going to be fine and he's going to be good. He can maybe he can be as, as good as Sean Murphy. I mean, Murphy was you know, batting 280, hitting 20-plus home runs. I think Langoliers can definitely do that. Now, for it to pan out, you need these guys on the pitching side to to pull through. And so far for the A's, the pitching prospects haven't pulled out so well. I mean, uh, Jesus Lazardo was supposed to be the man. That didn't exactly pan out. A.J. Puck can't stay fucking healthy, so he's just like a bullpen guy. Um, you know, there's like some decent guys in the pitching staff last year, like some bright spots, but... No one that's just like uh, dominance. It's like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. So, and I think two of them, two of the pitchers that we got are kind of MLB ready and can be called up this year. So hopefully we get a, a fast turnaround. I will say the A's are not going to be as bad as they were last year. I think last year was kind of the, the low point. And maybe this year we kind of turn it around and maybe we're a middle, you know, 500, slightly below 500 team. I doubt it, but I like the optimism. Stick to your fucking Mariners. Okay, Dominic. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, one, I haven't even been here for a season yet. I came up right when they made the playoffs. Come on. Give me a break here. Your good luck charm. Um, fine. Well, I mean, now finally, uh, Manny, Manny Ramirez, no Manny Machado, that little bitch. Apparently he is going to be opting out after the 2023 season. Uh, is it not exactly shocking kind of doing, uh, what Carlos Correa is doing, what Nolan Arnauto could have done, but he's a man of integrity. Unlike Manny, little bitch. And so he's leaving. He looks like he's going to be kind of the, the big, I don't know who exactly is in that 2023 class, but he's definitely going to be kind of that big fish. And just kind of looking ahead, Dominic, after all these moves that the mm-hmm. Padres have made, do you see him staying with the Padres? Because, you know, he's had to DC, you have Juan Soto. Juan Soto is, I think, on the way out as well that season, but I think they're going to get a deal done. And then obviously Bogarts. Well, I think... I think we'll see what after this season how well the Padres do, and it'll determine what move he makes or where he decides to go. If they make, I mean, but World let's Se- say they, but let's say they win a World Series and Manny is the MVP. I mean, his stock is all the way up, which makes well, it even yeah. harder for him to for the Padres to keep him. Well, yeah, but but then he does he he achieved what he wanted to do when he went to San Diego, and that was to win a World Series. So, I mean, in that regards, I go anywhere where I fucking want to go. Just pay me my fucking money. Now, if they fucking make wild card and get fucking beat out by the, you know, Giants or, you know, fucking the D-backs or some fucking shit team or whatever, then, yeah, I'm sure he's like, I, I, I'm tired of fucking, you know, grasping for that fucking brass ring and we keep getting beat out. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, I, I can see him going to a Yankees. I can see him go into a, he's going to go to a contending team. He doesn't, I, I think he's kind of, he wants to win. I, I mean, yeah, of course he, he wants goes to back. Money. He goes back to the motherfucking Orioles. I mean, that'd be amazing. I mean, I don't res- sleep on I, the I, Orioles. My, my or, respect Oriole- would go up a little bit for him, but not much. 
Orioles gonna be a sneaky team this year. Watch out. They were they were they were they were feisty last year. Take the next step. They will I know this isn't exactly a hot take, but they will be better than the Boston Red Sox. Damn. Well, Boston Red Sox ain't exactly doing too much, even though they're trying to trying to lock down uh Rafi Devers. So hopefully hopefully for their sake they can do that. But uh that is it for uh, the baseball. Let's get into the football. Dominic, we're already to week 15. We're almost done with the season. Less we a month left of football. 15, 16, 17, and 18. So let's get into our week 15 NFL preview, other wise known as. It's time for Dominic's picks. Bum bum. So yesterday. Thursday night football, NFC West showdown as the San Francisco 49ers beat down on the Seattle Seagulls, Dominic's Seattle Seagulls, 21 to 13. And honestly, it wasn't really that close. 49ers secure the NFC West division. Um, <laughs> I didn't know Dominic was a big 49ers fan. I'm not. I'm just. And, so you know, that's the worst. You're a Raiders fan who lives in Washington, so you should have allegiance to the Seahawks. They just beat, the 49ers beat the Seahawks, which should be like your worst day ever. It's I'm double, just double giving, heart and sword. I'm just chant. I'm giving them the horns for any Niner fan that listens to this so they can feel like they're a part of us. Okay. Okay. But we, you were too loud, Dom. You got you to cut out. Be a little softer. There we go. So 49ers lock in to probably that two or three seed, depending on how far the uh, Vikings fall off, uh, Dominic. I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of put that 49ers in that legit Super Bowl contender role. I mean, they seems like they lose a quarterback every other week. Brock Purdy, he's uh, the fucking man right now. He's King Dingling here in the Bay Area. <laughs> um. I mean, I really like this 49er team. I think they are scary. I As long as Brock Purdy stays healthy, does not have any rookie mistakes, Kyle Shanahan keeps drawing up fantastic plays. I mean, this team is is dangerous. Um, that defense is legit. They got a bunch of weapons. Debo seemingly is going to come back before the playoffs start. Um, do not sleep on, on the 49ers. I think they are capable I, of, of running with teams if they need a score and stopping them if they need to. I will say, if Debo is not healthy, by playoffs, they will not win the Super Bowl. I think I mean, they might I mean, make but the if, Super Bowl, but if anything, but I think Debo will miss that opening week. I think their hope it doesn't seem that serious. I think he'll be back by week eighteen. So if it gets pushed back to the first week, then okay, yeah. But I don't think this is going to last past the second round. Well, just saying, Debo was needed on that offense. Not that it's like, oh my fucking god, he's our only weapon. Like you said, they got Kittle. They have fucking what's Ayuk, and you know I'm not a I don't know every fucking Niner, Christian but McCaffrey. Oh, and that guy. Yes, but that guy. you know they they have people that can you know play the game, but Debo is such a critical and crucial piece of that offense that not having him is going to hurt him. So they need him desperately. But I will say, if he's out the whole playoffs, they're not winning for sure. We'll just put Debo in there for now. Where do you put the 49ers in kind of your NFL power rankings? Do you have them as like, do you put them ahead of the Eagles? Are they right there with the Eagles? No, like, I think the Eagles are ahead of them. I think Eagles are one Niners. 
probably two, three, something somewhere right there. If you want to throw in the AFC teams, the Chiefs, Bills. Um, well, then, and then that, and that's the thing. It's kind of like, you know, the Niners, I, I, I think for me, Bengals, Shadow Mr. X. It would be like, it would be like Philly, Bills. Honestly, might be a bad take, hot take, whatever you want to take it. But I think the Chiefs and the Niners are kind of on that same tied for third spot. Yeah, so. Chiefs did, you know, put a smackdown on the 49ers in San Francisco. So that kind of does leave a, a taste in your mouth about that. But but I that, still but think, that wasn't what but that team didn't have CMC. So that also adds a different dynamic. I just think that they're both like Kansas City doesn't they have Kelsey. That's about it. So it's kinda... I mean, but they have like talented guys around them. Like, yes, Kelsey is the star attraction, but like Juju's good. MVS is fine. And then they got Rashad or not Rashad White. That's the uh, Tampa Bay guy. But they got like Jared McKinnon over there. They also got Isaiah Pacheco, who's a good rookie coming on. So, I mean, yes, they're not like show stealers like the 49ers are, but the, the Chiefs still have weapons and it. Everyone's going to talk about Mahomes and Kelsey, but it's, they're much more than that. And I'm they also putting, have the scheming I'm, of Andy Reid. I'm still putting them at my tied for third with the Niners. And yeah, four I mean, is coming I, in the Bengals. I mean, I, I love the, I hate the 49ers, but I love them. I think they're a, a force. On the other side of the coin, the Seahawks had a magical run to start the season. They've, uh, they lost the Panthers last week, now losing to the 49ers. Still in the playoff mix at seven and seven, but the, uh, the Geno magic has definitely kind of fallen off. It, it, it does suck because it was a nice story. Still better than the, the Broncos, and they have have definitely yeah. won that trade so far. Yeah. But um, they've kind of gone from a, a nice surprise playoff juggernaut, if you want to call them that, to, you know, maybe they sneak their way in the back door and Ooh. they'll probably get bounced by the Vikings or the, um, I mean, maybe even they, I mean, if they're lucky, they fall all the way. They will face the Buccaneers, but I don't think that's going to happen. So. It sucks, but I think the I don't have the playoff picture in front of me. But I think the if they can right the ship, Seahawks can still kind of find their way. But it was a a tough look last night. Got a long week to rest up. But let's jump in to the picks. We got Saturday football, Dominic. Saturday football is back. Ooh. Three games on the slate on uh, NFL Network. So let me pull up the uh, the gimmick. So I can write down your answers. So I don't got to go back and listen to this podcast later. All right. So starting off with the morning game, 10 a.m., we get the Indianapolis Colts, the fighting Jeff Saturdays, taking on the Minnesota Vikings, who lost to the Detroit Lions in the rat line of the week. I shouldn't have taken the bait, but I did it anyways. Vikings lose. Colts, uh, what the fuck did they do? I, I think they were on a bye, I think. Yes, they were. So they got a long week to prepare. Uh, Vikings, three and a half point favorites in this one. Dominic, can the Vikings uh, bounce back and uh, hold force? Because now you got the 49ers on their ass to take that second seed. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Minnesota. I think, uh, for lack of a better term, I, I I think they're just a better team, anyways. But um, what whatever whatever. What's it called? God, why can't I fucking think right now? I'm in such a brain fart. Um, whatever. 
I'm, I'm okay. Skip me because I can't fucking think right now. What the fuck is going on? Well, what Dominic uh, recoups, I, I see this game. I think the last game they had, the Colts, that is, was that a Sunday night game against the Cowboys where they just got absolutely slaughtered in the fourth quarter. I can see this kind of being the same way. The Vikings defense is god awful. So maybe the Colts kind of look better than who they actually are. But I could see the Vikings kind of you know, fucking around Colts, keep it close. But then at the end, the Vikings kind of run away with it. I am scared of that Vikings defense. Um, you know, I was singing their praises. I kind of had them in the playoff mix and had them win the division. They're still going to do that. I th- I believe, I mean, the they still need to clinch it with a win. Is it just a win and a, a Lions loss? I, fr- I don't know how the math exactly works this week, but last week, if they just beat the Lions, they would have clinched because of the win and the loss. So I don't know how that works this week, but giving the Vikings minus a three and a half. A uh, little weird, as I said, worried about that defense. They are just not very good. And the Colts do have weapons. You know, Matt Ryan, if he can stay upright and throw it to Pittman and, you know, jo- Jonathan Taylor can get his rushing lanes in. It could be a close matchup, but. Uh, give the Vikings minus 35, uh, minus not 35. Oof, ain't gonna be that bad. Minus the three and a half. Dominic, have you gotten your wits together? Kind of. I'll still give it to Minnesota. I think uh, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, and uh, then they pick up Hawkinson too. Yes. So I, I think that combination alone will work out for uh, for them and you know, let's be honest. The Colts aren't really, yeah, they have weapons, like you said, but they're not anything, uh, you know, to write home to mom and dad about. Then we got an NF AFC North battle with the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. This will be Deshaun Watson's first start in Cleveland. The Browns are a slight two and a half point favorite. Um, important number keeping it under the three. So almost kind of a pick them sort of Dominic. How do you see this one playing out? Do not believe Lamar will be playing in this one either. So, uh, and I don't even know if Tyler Huntley is going to play in this one. So kind of a question mark on the Ravens front. I think that's built into the line with the Browns being favorites, just so slightly um, over under 38. Uh, Dominic, I'll let you go. I'll give it to Baltimore, I think. I think uh I think the Browns are utterly just gonna just shit the bed the rest of the season. I think Watson is just gonna fuck it all up for him. Well, as someone who begrudgingly has to start to Sean Watson in his fantasy playoff game, I'm gonna say that's not gonna happen. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be okay. He's going to be adequate. Um, I I can't get a, a gauge on this game. So last week, I did not do very well. I was under 500 again, but I was 2-0 in the totals. So I think we're going to go with more totals. Both of my games I picked were unders, and they both hit. I'm going to say, fuck the under. Life is too short to bet the under. I'm taking the over. <laughs> give me the over 38. It's a low total. Just give me some touchdowns. I know both teams run the ball, but... Deshaun Watson does like to pass the ball. I think the Browns passing attack can you know, score a few quick touchdowns, possibly the Ravens. They got to keep up with them. So 38, the low total scares me a little bit, but I will take it. Give me the over 38. Uh, then in the night cap on Saturday, the Miami Dolphins take on the Buffalo Bills. 
Big line here for the AFC matchup as the Bills are laying seven points at home, looking like it's going to be a cold one, a snowy one, Dominic. Everyone's talking about how the Dolphins can't handle the cold. Tua has never played in a cold game before. Mike McDaniels is trolling everybody with T-shirts and making fun of it and whatnot. Can the Dolphins keep it close, and can they pull off the win? Yes. So you are taking the plus 255 and saying the Dolphins will upset Buffalo, the, the Bills in Buffalo after not playing a game there in like forever. Yes. No, they played that last week, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the game. It's the one. It's the one. Dolphins going to beat the Bills. Any reasoning behind that after the Dolphins have looked like shit these last few weeks? Um, no, Tyreek Hill's just going to have a uh, Tyreek Hill. Wilson Wilson's going to be healthy to play. And, you know, two is just going to fucking drop dick. Okay. That's a, it's a wild take Dominic, but uh, bills. Oh my, I, I don't like taking the bills. I think I've been burnt by them. And when I go against them, cause they're always, you know, given large numbers, the the num the snow does kind of scare me a little bit. Let's get a, a weather update. Hey Siri, what is the weather like in Orchard Park, New York? It's currently cloudy and thirty two degrees in Orchard Park, New York. Okay, okay. What's the snow? Give us the snow, Siri. If you're going to load up, okay. Eight seventy percent of snow. It says there's going to be 0.95 expected precipitation over the next twenty four hours. Fuck it. Game of the Bills. I'm laying the seven. I absolutely fucking hate it, but the Dolphins are dead. They're not going to be able to keep up, even if it is a frozen tundra. Game of the Bills, minus a seven. Even if it's a push, I'll take it. But I do not trust this Miami def- this Miami offense or defense at this point. Then, okay. let's move on to Sunday. My New Orleans Saints are hosting the Atlanta Falcons as the Falcons have a new quarterback. Uh, was it Jackson Ritter? Don't know what the fuck his name is, but the the Riddler is going to start against the Saints. Dominic, the uh, Saints are are laying the four here in the Silver Dome. Do you expect a different type of Atlanta Falcons without Marcus Marietta? They're going to air it out more. They're one of the most run heavy run heaviest teams in the league. What are you expecting with the this new look Falcons? I think. The Falcons are going to shit the bed. Honest to God. Honest to motherfucking God. Falcons are going to lose this game. Okay. Put me down. Put me down. They're going to lose. Saints coming off a bye, so not not a great couple games by them, but you come back off the bye, get your mind right. I'm going to take the bait, give them the Saints minus four. I am wondering why is the number so big? Like, I know you got the rookie quarterback for the Falcons, but the Saints haven't been looking all that great. So why is this such a large number? I see this more kind of like the Ravens and the Browns. It, I think like two and a half around three seems about right Four kind of makes me think about it. So give them the Saints minus four. Um, not in love with it, but uh I will take it. Then we get the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Jacksonville Hagwires. The Hagwires hosting this one, getting four points on at home 
touchdown. McTotal is 47 and a half. Um, will you be a jagging off Dominic after the Cowboys nearly lost to the Houston Texans last week? No, you're not going to be jagging off. No. So you're going to save a horse and ride a cowboy. Yes, sir. And why is that? Because the Cowboys are better than the Jaguar Jaguars. Okay. Okay. You're just going to, going to say the name and not give us any info. It's called Dominic's picks. Well, I guess it's Dominic's. I mean, picks, where not, where in the Dominic's... contract is it? Where does where in the contract does it say I actually have to give a give it, it, you? It is, a... You're right. It is Dominic's picks, not Dominic's analysis. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm not going to take a side. Once again, life is too short to bet the under. Give him the fucking over forty-seven and a half. That feels like no. Even though Dallas has like a quote-unquote good defense they can carry the over by themselves and if the jaguars are good and they kind of keep it tight even if it's like a seven point game by the cowboys sake i could still see this being like a 32 25 type game that is seven points i can do math so thank you very much give me the over 47 and a half fuck it all right moving on we get the white hot detroit lions traveling to the Meadowlands to take on the New York football jets on the road. The lions are favored by a point. Yes, it is the jets, but both of these teams in the year of our Lord, 2022 on December 16th, as we talk about this right now, Dominic, the lions and the jets are legitimate playoff contenders right now. Well, legitimate playoff contenders, not legitimate playoff teams that can do damage in the playoffs, but they are in the hunt. Is there anything else you can add to that or just leave it? Uh, no, Dominic, that's it. Uh, 43 and a half is the total on this one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the D- Detroit Lions. Okay. Got it. Because, because, like you said, they are red hot. They've been kind of, you know. And the MILF Hunter is back under center. Oh, really? No no Mike White. He's got some busted up ribs. So Zach Wilson, after pouty facing on the sideline, is back under center for the Jets. Love to see it. Love to see it, especially some facing Garrett Wilson. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know who Garrett Wilson is? Yeah. Wide receiver for the Jets. Oh, he is? I should know that because I traded him to Tyler. Why'd you do that? Cause I thought he was overvaluing him and he kind of was at the time I won the bet, but then I lost the bet or the trade. Anyways, yeah. what was the trade? Tyler was getting Garrett Wilson and Terry McLaurin. I got Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. I think at the end of the day, Tyler did win that trade. Curtis, Curtis Samuel had a hot start. Not exactly doing much since then. DJ Moore has been just on and off. Terry McLaurin is a beast. Garrett Wilson has had his moments. Anyway, it was. I'm gonna go with the Lions. Jared Goff's gonna fucking just drop dick. But but Jared Goff is not an outdoor quarterback. Apparently, if you look at his numbers, all of his best games are indoors. This will be outdoors, not a weather game, but it is outdoors, which does scare me a little bit. It does help that they are facing the uh, the Jets with Zach Wilson, but that Jets defense is legit, and the Lions defense is not. And if Zach Wilson is going to just, you know, 
blind squirrel finds a nut. I think it can be against this Lions off uh, defense. Give me the Jets plus one. It's disgusting. It's putrid, but I am taking it. Uh, moving on, we get uh, the mismatch of the week as the Kansas City Chiefs travel to the Houston Texans to take on the Houston Texans. Texans, Texans, Texans. You okay there, buddy? No, I'm having another one of those uh, seizures. But the Texans are going to get 14 points at home. Dominic, they kept it close. They were very close. Almost could have won, should have won against the Cowboys last week. Can they do it again at home? Never. Against the Chiefs? Never. The Chiefs. Dominic is going to take it the minus 910 Kansas City Chiefs money line. Sure. Is that good, bad, together? Dominic, can you please stop fucking acting stupid? I know you know what we're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I do it every week. If you're going to give me fucking double-digit numbers, I am going to take it for better force, and I think more often than not, it has panned out. The Texans covered last week. I'm going to do it again this week. It's a straight-up 14. I will take the push, but I think the Texans can keep it to a 10-point deficit. Uh, yeah, keep it to a 10-point deficit. Give me the Texans. But I am also well aware that this could be 35-7 to at halftime like the Texans and the Dolphins were a couple weeks ago. But it's in Houston, maybe like – well, that also scares me because there'll be like 4,000 Texans fans and then like 30,000 Chiefs fans because uh, Kansas City isn't that far away from Houston, I do believe. So could yeah, be a don't ask me that question. I don't know. Hey, Siri, how far is Houston, Texas from Kansas City, Missouri? Houston, Texas is about 743 miles from Kansas City. <laughs> That's kind of far. That's not that far. It's a t- It's an 11 hour drive. That's like for me to you. It took me 15 hours to go 800 miles. You're fucking slow. Fuck you. So anyways, not that far. Still give me the Texans, though. Uh, Then the Philadelphia Eagles going to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is back after the Bears are on a bye. Uh, Dominic, can the Bears hand the Eagles their second? loss of the season you know if there was a team to pick i would pick the bears just because i feel like uh with justin fields the way he's been playing it's been fucking phenomenal so i will go with philadelphia because it's still the fucking bears and the bears suck you know you can always take the bears plus the nine points if you want oh i can you can always do that, Dominic. It's your picks if you want to take the I points. Don't, I, don't think my, I don't know points. Okay. Okay. Anyways, you know, you can always tease it down to where you can have like the Eagles minus three or, you know, that, that that's way above your pay grade. Anyways, uh, no, my pick, because this is Dominic's picks featuring Brandon. Um, I don't know. Nine is a big number. Eagles are just fucking clicking right now. The uh, Bears offense, or eh, just kind of the Bears in general, I got question marks on. It's a nine. <sighs> Give me the Eagles. I, I, I probably should. Hey, Siri, what's the weather like in Chicago? Oh, my you know, God. Siri, I need, Siri is my companion. And, you know, I don't need to ask Siri because it's all my think. Chicago. Oh, it's looking pretty nice. Give me the Eagles. They don't got to worry about the fucking weather. Eagles minus a nine. They got this. Then 
Uh, God, we're still in the early slate. Pittsburgh Steelers taking on Carolina Panthers. This is an ugly game, but the Panthers, for whatever reason, are a minus two and a half point favorite in this one. Pitts is picket playing. Um, I do not know that off the top of my head, but I can look it up. Why don't you do that then, huh? Because if Pickett's playing, I don't know who I pick. Uh, so Kenny Pickett is a doubtful. Ooh, he's doubtful. So then that means Rudolph starts or. Hold on, hold on. That would be um oh Mitchell Trubisky. Oh Mitchell. Yep. What was Mitchell? Uh Mitchell was there last week against the uh, he threw one touchdown to three interceptions. So Mitchell Mitchell, like Mitch, friend. Mitchell was Mitchelling. Your old friend Mitchell, Brandon. Me my old co-host. The old co-host, the better co-host. Oh, better co-host than who? You know. Hmm. Anyways, uh, I'll go with Pittsburgh. I think uh, their their defense is very adequate, and I think uh, they're going to make an upset today, uh, Saturday. I'll take the Panthers. They've been uh, they've been playing well with uh, Sam uh, Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold. Um, you know they upset. The Seagulls last week, I think they can do it again, even though this is not an upset as they are favored, but I'm going to take the Panthers and I will lay the nine point or the two and a half as well. Uh, then we got the Cardinals taking on the Broncos uh, in mile high minus one and a half in favor of the Broncos. I think it is official that Russell Wilson is at um, Kyler Murray T's and P's goes down with the torn ACL. So it's going to be the Colt McCoy show under 36 and a half. This is an ugly, ugly game. Um, Dominic, somebody's got to win. Well, I guess there'll be a tie, but somebody has to win this, right? Do we even care about this game? Uh, not really, but for shits and giggles. We're so then, anyways. Okay. So then I'll pick whoever you pick then. I'll go with the Broncos. Give me the Broncos. That defense is legit. Uh, they got How some. How do they weapons. have a legit defense if they can't even fucking win like five games? Well, when your team, when your offense can't score more than seven points, it's kind of hard for the defense to do everything. Oh, uh, whatever. I, I just saying, I, I think that defense is good. I'm not going to say legit, but. Well, you said you're going to, you're going to follow me. Are you going to ride Dominic? to come in my hole? No. Wow, so you know what the Cardinals? Yeah. Wow, see how it is. You're not going to come my hole. You know, Dominic, if that's true for your true friend, you would come my hole. Uh, the, the second you book your plane ticket and you visit me, I'll come in your hole. Okay. But now, you know, I'm a, employ- I'm a freelance artist. I'm a freelancer with uh, Baller you TV. Can come, so. You can come during the week. Oh, okay. But then you're going to. Be working and me and the studio are just gonna awkward, uh, can, awkwardly sit there in silence. A day or two off. Come on. No, you can't. You gotta be working. You gotta save it for Vegas, Dominic, because that's definitely happening. I gotta retire. Sorry. Then our Las Vegas Raiders taking on the New England Patriots at Allegiant Stadium. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Raiders lay in the one here. They are slight, slight favorites in this one. 
Um, eh, Raiders raided last week on Thursday. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, well, we talked about it last week. Uh, Patriots, what did they do? They came off a pretty, I mean, dominant win against the, uh, whatchamacallit, over the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. So a little weird why uh, Vegas is getting one here. So, Dominic, I think I know where you're going to pick, but can you give any legitimate non-homer reasons behind it? I'm going to go with the Patriots. I uh, I don't know if it's Mac Jones or if it's going to be uh, Mac Jones. Who? Um, Mac Jones. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. Um, or if it's going to be Bailey Zappi. But um, I think uh, coming off of that decent win the impressive win Amy yeah, had no Kyler Murray but um you know they're the the Raiders just haven't been you know their defense has been hit and miss I mean their D-line has pretty much been the only thing keeping them in games but uh you know I have no faith in those Las Vegas Raiders anymore so I'm going with the Patriots yeah I'm with you I mean you also got the subplot of McDaniels going up against uh Belichick so just I mean give me the Patriots I, I maybe it's me trying to fade my own team to be happy, but uh, give me the Patriots money line. I'm not fucking around with that one point. I think Patriots going to win this game. Uh, and then we get our other favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals. They take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Bengals are the three and a half point road favorite. Dominic, uh, I will go first because I have a system here. Mr. X, I am sorry, but every single time I pick against the Bengals and I keep winning, so I'm going to do it again for the betterment of the team. I will take the Buccaneers plus the three and a half. I think the Bengals come out and fucking slaughter the Bucks again because this Buccaneers team is in utter shambles, but for whatever reason, they will figure out a way to win this godforsaken NFC South division. So officially I will go with the Buccaneers, but I'm going the other way, but for the sake of keeping it the, uh, the hot streak of the Bengals. I will say the I Buccaneers. will go with the Buccaneers as well. Tom Brady. I, I just like how it always go for Vegas. I always want to go for Tom because he's the fucking goat. And at a moment's notice, he can pull a rabbit out of his hat and throw a touchdown. Okay. Okay. Then we get the Tennessee Titans taking on the Los Angeles chargers of San Diego chargers, a three point favorite at home. Uh, impressive win against the Dolphins, Titans, embarrassing loss against the Eagles. Hand up. I'm sorry for taking the Titans on that one. That was a bad one on my end. Or no, Titans lost to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars after getting embarrassed by the uh, Eagles last week. So a uh, bad, bad week, bad two weeks for the Titans. So I'm jumping off the bandwagon. I'm jumping on the Chargers bandwagon. Give him the Chargers minus three, Dominic. See, and I'm the other way around. I think I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, Every time I pick the Chargers, I feel like I'm disappointed. So I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans, King Henry, baby. Then the Sunday night matchup that we just had a couple weeks ago, Washington coming off of a bye to face again the New York football Giants. The Giants, they were the ones who got embarrassed against the uh, Eagles. That just seems to happen to everybody. Uh, commanders are a commanding. See what I did there? Four and a half point favorite. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, that was the 2020 tie. And of course, the total is 40 and a half. I hate, I hate it. Give me, give me the over. Again, I'm taking three overs. 
I don't exactly like this. It is a prime time over, which also scares me. But just for fairness and well, not fairness, but for the betterment of football, this game needs to go over after the travesty that happened last time, where I think it was set at the same line at either 41 or 40 and a half. And the game ends up in a tie at 2020. So I'm going to be in there riding 40 and a half over Dominic. But you don't fuck with that. So who's going to win this game? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Will we get a tie again? Which is a bet. You can place a bet. I mean, I can go into the rabbit hole. If you want to come in my hole with me, Dominic, I can see what. No, I'll go with Washington. Shut the fuck up. I'm going with Washington. Well, now I wanted to see what how what the odds are for for you to straight up take the game to end in a tie. I probably have to like dig down deep and all that other stuff. But uh, let's see. Yep. Dominic, why do you think? What do you think? Why, why do you think Washington is going to win? Uh, I don't know. I just didn't want you to fucking go down your hole. Well, I'm in the hole. Oh, and by the way, it was Ailey. Oh, cool. Which I'm disappointed in. I was hoping it was Mandy Rose. Okay, I can't find it right away, so I'm not going to do it right now. So, Dominic, you're going with Washington? Yes. Then finally, on Monday night, this game looked a whole lot better when the season first started, but it is the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers. Um, Rams are in shambles, but they did win last week against the Las Vegas Raiders, Dominic. Um, Green Bay coming off a bye, so uh, they should be rested up. Aaron Rodgers' thumb. I uh, don't know what he did on the bye week. Did not watch the uh, Pat McAfee show. But as I try no, to get the sports book loaded up, it's taking too damn long. Dominic, you don't care about the spread. So who do you think is going to win this one? Um, Packers technically not out of the playoff picture, but uh, Des, they really do need to win this game. Well, apparently I'm drinking the studio audience's coconut piss. So nice. Taste out. Taste, uh, is that cherry juice? What? Ow! She smacked me in my face. Someone called the police. Oh, wait, she's coming back. Hang on. Ah! Ow! 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 Daddy! Ow! Oh, fuck yeah. Sorry, got sidetracked. What are we talking about again? We're talking about the Rams and the Packers. Oh, the Packers are going to win. Fucking Rams are a shell of their former self. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. I agree. Give me the, uh, well, I agree that the Packers are going to win, but give me the Rams plus the points. Um, the Packers. I have zero faith in them. They did cover last time when they played the uh, Bears, so maybe I should go with the Packers on this one, but I can see this being very similar to that uh, Raider game where the Rams just look like nothing, and they kind of turn it on late. Packers just kind of let yeah. them stay in it, and we get a little yeah. backdoor. Um, backdoor? Get Packers? Backdoor. Fudge Packers? Love it. 
All right, that is it for Dominic's picks week 15. We will Finally. be back. I got we since we got the games on Saturday, we're gonna get that graphic up pronto. I seemingly always forget. And then I have to drunkenly rush to post it Saturday night. But this time I will post it Friday night. Um, that is it yep. for Dominic's picks. Let's get on into the mailbag segment. <laughs> Otherwise known as Mr. Oh my fucking God. Mr. X hey, questions of the week. Bum, bum. So, uh, and we yes, doing he this. sent them in at eight oh three. Ooh, there we go, Mister X. Once again, he must have like a fucking. He must have a camera in one of our houses because. Well, it's. I mean, it's almost like we've been doing this for damn near five years, and he's been sending questions in for like three of those years. And he, we seemingly, especially the recently, we've been doing it at a certain time every single week, so he should know exactly when to send it in. Well, Which we appreciate him, and if you guys need any holiday. Decorate or decorations or designs, Mr. X having a sale, $90 flat rate. He'll draw you up. Lovely curveballs and chair shots logo. And you know, and him. we'll sprinkle in a little little curveballs and chair shots magic right there. You get a, a design or whatever you want from him, we'll shout you out. Boom. 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 We're gonna we're gonna drive so many sales for him now. Whew. Yeah, god damn right. But first, gotta go to the Instagram as we have a question. Um, you know what? We're gonna Johnny, hold up, wait a minute. We actually do have a returning question asker. This one comes from Joshua Double or just one single underscore Guma15. He asks, <clears throat> What do you think about Troy Taylor leaving Sacramento State to go to Stanford? Who gives a fuck about people who go to Sac State? Well, that was a little unnecessary, Dominic. I think it's a great move for Stanford. They have been in the shitter these past few years, ever since Andrew Luck left. It seems like every time Andrew Luck leaves a team, the team goes into shambles. Maybe he has some sort of voodoo curse. We do not know. But uh, Sacramento State, unfortunately, did fall in the FCS playoffs. So they are no longer playing. Uh, Stingers up now. Never. And forever. Never. Um, but Never. let's go to old Johnny Fuck Wilka. Sac State. San Francisco about, State all day. It's all about Gonzaga, baby. It's in my blood. Go Zags. Right, Dominic? Right. Zigzags, baby. Ooh, Dominic's a big pothead now? No. Okay. All right, question one. What is your favorite Christmas song? Christmas song. Um, I like uh, Gucci Mane with his uh, Christmas songs, Christmas albums. I'm going to have to go with Dominic the Donkey. Dominic the Donkey? Yes. I don't think I'm aware of that song. Oh, do you need me to play it for you right now? I mean, I'm I'm searching it right now. Would it be on Apple? Would it be on Apple Music or is it a YouTube thing? I'm sure it's on Apple Music. Oh, here we go. Dominic the Donkey. Yeah. The Italian something. You never heard of it? What is this fucking Winnie the Pooh? What do you fucking blast that shit, dog? Santa 
Santa's got a little friend, his name is Dominic, the cutest little donkey, you never see him kick when Santa visits his... Straight banger. It's a banger, right? And I hate the word banger now that it's been used in wrestling, but I use it strictly for songs and it is a banger. Thank you. I appreciate it. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's named Dominic, right? Even though uh, they do I, spell it wrong. Well, they spell it wrong, but you know, I used to hate it and then I come around to, to actually like it now. So So what have you been were you turned on to the song because it's your name, or is this just a Hobson staple? No, I my uh old neighbors used to have a Christmas party every year. And I guess they heard the song and they're like, hey, it's Dominic the donkey. I'm like, what? And they played me the song. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. It's going to fucking piss me the fuck off. And then. My mom, shut the fuck up. And then um, I guess my mom started playing it. But uh, I just come along, come around to just. You know, except the fact that my name is Dominic, I am Italian, and, you know, I got a dick like a donkey. Yeah, donkey dick? I mean, they don't call me Hangman Adam Hobson for no reason. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't. my favorite Christmas song, besides Gucci Mane, you know, East Atlanta Santa, shout out. Uh, I got to go with a, a classic and internet favorite. I'm going to go with Ding Fries Are Done. It's a great song. Oh my god, be original. How is it being original? That is a Family Guy staple. Uh, first off, I knew about that song before Family Guy did it, so mm. suck my dick. Mm-hmm. I did. Bible. Mm-hmm. Bible. Where's the and proof? Uh, it was actually a thing that like, I think my uncle sent it and sent it to us for the first time. It was like you know one of those YouTube shitpost mm. things. Pr- prove it. How much would you like to call my uncle right now and be like, oh, call him right now? Hey, you know, did you like send us ding fries or done things like 15 years ago yeah. on like beta YouTube? Yeah, no, too bad. Oh. Uh, and then on the flip side, what do you think is the most annoying Christmas song? Mariah Dumb- Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. That bullshit is fucking annoying. Don't it's get me annoying. wrong, it's, it's not annoying, it's not annoying, it's, it's annoying. just over, it's overplayed, which is annoying. That's like the last Christmas classic. We don't really have any Christmas songs anymore. We're going to make a Christmas album. Hey, the Philadelphia Eagles have a Christmas album coming out. That shit sounds like Why can't we have one? 2023 Christmas. Curveballs and Chair Shots coming soon. Let's do it. We just like two songs. That's all we need. Yeah, we'll be fine. Let's see, most annoying song. I don't know. Let me go pull up a Christmas, Christmas music thingy. Let's see, essential Christmas. Hmm. You know Little what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a woke liberal, and I'm gonna go with Santa Baby. Song is very. Or, uh, what's what's no, not that one. What's the other one? Is it Santa? No, it's not Santa Baby. It's like the other one. Saint- oh, you're talking about the Frank Sinatra one with fucking uh, Baby It's Cold Outside, that one? Yeah, that one. Very you rapey. You fucking son of a bitch. That's one very, of my favorite songs. Very rapey. It is a very rapey song. I have it saved <laughs> on. I, I bought that song. I love that song. All right. It's a good song, but it's very rapey if you listen to the lyrics. I, yeah, no shit. Why do you think I love it? <laughs> Oof, Dominic. Pro rape. Yeah. All right, let's just move past that. Question number two. Let's stick to the basics and talk about some football. Week 16 
in the NFL will feature 11 games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. What are your thoughts on this holiday schedule? So we would get a lot of games on Christmas Eve and not that many games on Christmas Day. Kind of stepping aside, letting the NBA take center stage on Christmas or maybe the NFL putting the Christmas games on a pedestal. Uh, Dominic, what are your thoughts on that schedule change? Let me pull up the schedule just to see who is playing on Sunday. Uh, sun. Oh, oof, oh, these games are disgusting. <laughs> sun, Sunday, Christmas Day, be a Palkins, pa- Packers, <laughs> Dolphins. Pa- <clears throat> sorry, epilepsy is coming back. Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Buccaneers, Cardinals. Disgusting. This is not what I want to wake up on Christmas Day and watch. And is there no games? No, we. Oh, Steelers Raiders is the uh, nightcap on Christmas Eve. So great. I'm going to be oh. fucking at my aunt's house, open a present. I'll be mad at the Raiders. That's fucking great. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's fine. I mean, yeah, if not a lot of great matchups overall. I mean, the best one is Eagles Cowboys uh, one o'clock on Saturday. That's probably the best game. Maybe maybe commies 49ers can be sneaky good, too. But. You know, I mean, it is what it is. It's the holiday season. They're trying to, you know, let people be with the families and shit, even though it's Christmas Eve and they should just, you know, have everybody have an extra bye week and not play on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But, you know, NFL doesn't give a fuck about people and their families. They just want to make money. Okay. Uh, oh, also, well, I'll answer this now. I have a... a uh... Report from from last week's question. Had mac and cheese last week. Put some ketchup on it. Johnny wasn't terrible. You fucking it, you know, it, it's like, I, as I said, I usually have like hot sauce or barbecue sauce. I'll throw on there occasionally. Not all the time, just if I'm feeling a little frisky. But it was a different type of flavor. It's more of a it's a sweeter flavor than I'm used to on mac and cheese. So it was very different. Um, ketchup. Well, it's not exactly the healthiest thing in the world because it is very sweet and sugary. So it was different. I don't know about just globbing it on there. I don't know what your ketchup to mac and cheese ratio is, but I'm not opposed to it, Johnny. But I am also like, but if you tell me like, oh, take a little, you know, a glob of ketchup and eat it. Like if you put any type of sauce, I think on mac and cheese, I'll eat it and I'll think it's pretty good. Okay, well, we, I don't think I've asked her except this for question. Ma- except so, for maybe mustard. I don't know if mustard and mac and cheese. I'm going to ask her well. this live right now, and this will be the end. I'll be all answer. Whatever she says goes, okay? Studio audience. I have to yell. The microphone's far away. Do you think it's okay to put ketchup on macaroni and cheese? Who does that? Well, Brandon tried it last week. He said it's not that bad. Will you try it? No. Thank you. No, it's fucking uggo, disgusting. Shut the fuck up. She did not say that. I didn't hear any vitriol. It wasn't like, oh, my God, that's fucking disgusting. Maybe she thought it might have been a little weird, but it wasn't. Do you think it's disgusting? Do you think it's weird? What do you think? Would you ever try it? No, she shook her head. No. Okay. Would she try barbecue sauce? And... Would you try barbecue sauce? She's giving me the the scrunchy. Man. So we're getting closer. What about hot sauce? Does she do hot, hot sauce? sauce? 
She's done it with hot sauce. She said, "Okay, so we're, we're see this. See, we're breaking, we're breaking ground. You know, she does the hot sauce. Then we take the next level to the barbecue sauce. And then we go to ketchup. And then did you try it with hot dog or hot wing? No, it was just straight mac and cheese. You fucking son of a bitch! You put ketchup on your mac and cheese, but you won't try it with a hot wing or hot dog. What are you? What are you talking about? Ketchup on my hot wing or hot dog? No, I mean you're, you're talking to the guy that fucking put creamer." On mac and cheese. That hey, that, that 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 was a one-time thing. Not regular fucking creamer, but hazelnut creamer. Yeah. Well, well, there was no other. Okay, I was trying to improvise, and I might have put too much creamer in there. Creamer hardly knew her. Sorry. Uh, well, first okay. off, why were you yelling at me about hot dogs and stuff? I no, I put I meant, catch. You no, you didn't put. You don't put it in your mac and cheese. The hot dog or hot wing. Uh, I mean, not at this point. Usually okay, the mac and well, cheese. Usually the mac, next week. Usually then, okay. the no, usually the mac and cheese is like a side to something else, to a protein. Sometimes we'll put it in with like turkey, ground turkey, or we'll put in ground hamburger. Okay. Um, so so, spam, so do we'll me a favor then. Do me a favor. Make a big box of mac and cheese and then just pan fry some hot dogs or hot wings, cut them up, and put them in your mac and cheese. Boom. It's a it's a complete meal all in one. Okay, I don't know. I'm not saying I never had that. I'm just saying that's not what I had. Oh, so you've had hot dog or hot link in your yes, mac and I, Dominic, cheese. I've grown up with a white trash family. I whoa, have whoa, had whoa, mac whoa, and cheese. Whoa, whoa. You're not you the white, white trash. trash now? You're you not the white, white trash? trash. I'm not that's a white trash staple. Oh, put him into that. Yeah. My Hispanic fiance got me into that. All right, pal. So you wow. calling her white trash? You calling yeah. her a beaner? Well, first off. White trash and a beaner are two completely different things. You calling her? You calling her a weapon? He called Dominic, you a weapon. You're taking. You're. You know. I, I feel like you're trying to say something right now, Don. Like I think you're trying to put some some of that aggression onto me via. <laughs> Dominic's gonna be canceled. I have to move on. Anyways, Don. Uh, Donnie. John. Johnny. Sorry. <clears throat> Not a What's good going week. on with you? Fuck. I don't know. Uh, Dominic requested that I chime in with my own opinions and answer to these questions from last week. So here are his answers. His favorite okay. Christmas song is probably Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. Okay, it's good, two good songs pick, good pick, that good I pick. find. Uh, there are two songs that I find annoying. That's Frosty the Snowman and Feliz Navidad. Okay. Does our uh, resident Mexican not like uh, Feliz Navidad, Dominic? No. Uh, what? What? Does our resident Mexican does uh, does she not like Feliz Navidad? Do you like the song Feliz Navidad, or do you think it's annoying? I like the Mi Burto Sabine. We don't know that song. Exactly. So shut the fuck up. So yes, we uh, the 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 real Mexicans do not like the whitewash Mexicans. You songs. heard it on the problem reels that he watches. Anyways. Okay. Uh, J Row is interested to see how a full slate of games on Saturday will go. Because I'm uh, asking you think I like that song? <laughs> he's not saying he like it. It's just asked him. Okay. That would be kind of cool if they would squeeze in one Friday night game on Christmas week. Uh, that way we get five days of NFL football in a row. Well, we almost kind—I of, mean, we did kind of get that during the COVID years. Uh, my favorite toy is a youngster. Oh, I also completely skipped over his final question. Uh, his favorite toy as a youngster was his teenage, his Ninja Turtle, his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collection. Bam. So, Dominic, what is your favorite toy or action figure as a kid? Oh, fuck. 
Favorite toy or action figure as a kid? Oh, my or God. Dog. Um, the bucket pussy. That's Brandon's favorite. What, uh, STU? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my son's fucking his dog. Nice. Lammy. Lammy, sorry. Uh, favorite toy? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't think... I wasn't really big on toys per se. Like I wasn't like, oh, I want, you know, this new fucking action figure or anything like that. So I will say my, it was maybe short-lived, but I'd probably say my Diablo. And for those who don't know what is a Diablo? What do they call it at Bohannon? The little fucking stick in the string and you like fucking fucking uh, fucking yo-yo, big ass yo-yo. Yeah, fucking yeah thing, I guess. Because, I mean, like, I, I was never really into like hot wheels. I mean, I have a huge collection of Hot Wheels in my California home, but like I've, I've never, like I wasn't like big on like building tracks like my brother was. I wasn't a Lego person. I can't, couldn't build shit. Um you know, like I don't really explains uh, a lot. I I did more of run around outside and fucking want to play tag and shoot basketballs and play football and hide and seek and shit. I wasn't big on if I was inside, it was watching TV or playing video games. So um, I would say the only thing I could toy really would be my yo-yo slash whatever they called it. I called it the Diablo. So kind of in the same realm, you know, dumping. that's why we're such great friends. Cause we're pretty much the same. Cause yeah. I mean, I, when I think of like Christmas and like toys and presents, I kind of think more towards like the video games, like yeah. getting N64 or getting like that virtual baseball game that you plug into the TV or, you know, maybe like some sports stuff, but you know, J-Ro talked about his teenage mutant Ninja Turtle collection. I'll go with uh, some wrestling. I remember, I think I, I still actually have them on my little shelf that I have some wrestling uh, figures on. I have, like this maroon, I think like Rey Mysterio figure. And I really like that. And I have like a, I think it was like what, 2002, 2003, kind of when I first really started watching wrestling, I got like a lot of the toys and I got like a full fledged elimination chamber set. And I think I set it up once, if any, and it was just like, I never set it up again because it was so fucking confusing. I did have a cage. The cage is much better. So I'll say my my wrestling collection with the the ring and stuff like that. I still have... I definitely have the, the figures. I don't know if I have the uh, ring anymore, but I'll go with my wrestling toys because okay. I'm a mark. Cool. And I'll uh, shout out the Hardy Boys. I think I, I would always, because I am a child, still a child. I, if you had uh, long hair, I probably would mess with it, rip it off, and bite it. What the fuck? Okay. I, I, I chew on things, Dominic. Still chew on things. Yeah, you fucking hope. Anyways, that is it for Johnny Rokas. If you would like to send in a question via social media, Curveballs, and CS on Twitter and or Instagram. Dominic, what does Mr. X have to say? Mr. X has a lot to say. He's very heated with you, Brandon. Damn it. I'm sorry. I I shouted him out last on the Bulletcast. Sorry, the other podcast. This podcast. Well, you know what? He opened up with this message. You know what he fucking said? Because he's mad at you. Sorry. He said, what's up? Sorry, dude. As we see these MLB 
players signing these huge 300 400 million dollar contracts will we ever see a higher price contracts in the future people thought the contracts in the 90s were insane because players were signing for six million dollars will these numbers plateau or only get insanely higher i think they're going to go up and up and up and then eventually teams are going to be able to you know i think what the mlb should do is set a max at like 300 million and if you want them, they do a salary cap and like taxes and stuff like the nba yes but then you have to negotiate that and put that in the labor dispute and we just get out of one lockout and then we might just go into another one if that's what they're trying to do well i i i kind of don't like i mean don't get me wrong make your money boo-boo fucking you work hard you put in the hours you put in the blood sweat and tears but i mean it's also kind of some bullshit that you know teams like the oakland athletics you know yes i know they have the money they just decide not to fucking pay anyone but you know the chances of them getting a big name are slim to none because they can't afford a fucking 500 million dollar contract so well it's not exactly they can't afford it they just choose not to and it's going to be funny once the Oakland A's get to their new stadium in Oakland in 2023, which is definitely going to happen. And then Jeff Fisher starts paying some people. I'm hoping that's the case. We never know, but um, I think we're going to, it's going to always gradually increase now with the Trevor Bauer deal. You know, we don't talk about Bruno, but uh, with the Trevor Bauer deal where that was just such a huge short-term contract, I thought we might've started going in that direction, but still we're seeing players, grab they go for security now instead of going for the three-year 120 million dollar contract they'll go for the you know 13-year 350 million dollar contract little less aav but more security especially like on that back end when nothing's guaranteed you can get injured a year 32 and you're still going to get paid at age 39 so i think it just always depends on the player like if there is a trevor bauer type out there who just wants to go like if manny machado Ops out and decides to sign a two-year $90 million contract or two-year $100 million contract, I would not be shocked if that happens. All right, moving right on. Could the shoulder injury hinder Curry for the rest of the season, even when he comes back? Um, I think these type of little nagging injuries will fuck with you all season long. Um, I would not hang on i expect him to re-aggravate it again eventually but i mean i think he'll come back and he'll be fine and then it'll just be something as minor as him trying to do a move like that again where he's trying to swipe it or whatever and he'll re-injure it again or he'll you know take a hard foul and land on it and be fucked up again so um i mean i don't think it will how do you say I mean, I don't think it will hinder him, but I think it will just be one of those things where he's always going to be sore and and it's not going to affect him in any way, but, you know, just going to be reoccurring now. Well, I think it's hard to call it a little injury when he's going to be gone for like a month. Like if this was something he'd be gone for like a week or two, like, okay, yeah, it's a little nagging injury that could possibly come back. Now he's going to be gone for a month, avoiding surgery, which is good, but... I would assume if he can come back in a month, he will be 
fully healthy. And you just never know how that's going to affect his shooting motion and, you know, not get in the rhythm, possibly, you know, on the bench for maybe three weeks until he can kind of get back in that last week and start doing some reps and stuff. So um, this was you know a terrible time for this injury because with Christmas coming up, that's kind of like the the halfway point to where teams will start to turn it on. The Warriors season has not gone as planned right now and settling with Curry, who's been kind of one of the lone bright spots this season. It's like, oof. Now you have to depend on the younger players even more, which they have not pulled through. So it just kind of delays that point where like the Warriors really got to get their shit together. And you can't just assume it's going to all come to fruition those last couple months of the season. Well, Oh, sorry. I thought I was unmuted and I guess I was not. And I you started not. going off. I started going off in his NHL update. And I, you know, God damn it. Anyways, let's move right on to the NHL update. In the NHL, the Boston Bruins not only hold or maintain their lead in the Atlantic, but also still hold the best record in the league at 23 and 4 in the Metropolitan, the New Jersey stays on top in the west dallas are the current leaders with the winnipeg right behind them in the pacific vegas still strong stands strong la knights have moved into second pushing the kraken into third nhl is currently considering expanding the regular season from 82 to 84 to create more regional rivalry matchups and good news penguins defenseman chris ling Tang, who i mentioned in a couple weeks suffered a stroke early this season scored a goal in his third game back good for him uh no quack quack at all which is terrible because I've seen check the Instagram. We did post like some clip of a Spanish announcer talking about quack, or, quack, quack, Oregon quack. football. This was from like November. It was like a really old clip, but for whatever reason, it popped up on the Instagram feed. I was like, you know what? Quack, 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 quack. motherfucker. Quack, quacks. Um, and shout out to Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin. I, I can say Ovechkin. I just wanted to be an asshole. But okay, got it. Um, congrats to him. Congrats. Good congrats. job, buddy. On to some wrestling. Will Manny Rose come back to WWE or will she test the waters of the wrestling industry since her unexpected release? Now, this is a hot topic, literally and figuratively. Um watch out, we're gonna get horny Dominic. No, not even. Okay. Um thirsty Dominic. I, I think everyone's been kind of on both sides with this whole thing with, you know, people, you know, there were, you know, back when the women were called divas, there was divas and some men posing for Playboy and Playgirl. You had Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels for Playgirl. Then you had. Trish, you had Christy Hammy, you had Maria, you had Candace Michelle, you had Sable, Tori Wilson, you know, all these fucking women posing in Playboy, which showed nudes. Now, I know this day and age, people are getting a little more PC, but with getting a little more PC, a little some people are getting a little more, I don't know the word I'm looking for, just a little more... Uh, Let's just let's just say comfortable with their bodies and everything. So um I, I like what SoCal Val tweeted, which was hey, go on a site, post sexy pictures, 
you know, by all means, kudo, get your money, girl. But the second you start showing some titty and you start, you know, yeah, your underwear's still on, but you're kind of showing, you know, a little bit of your, you know, hoo-ha shit like that. It, it's, it's, it, you're crossing a line, especially when you are a face of a brand, you are a, 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 a important person, you're a champion. You can't, you can't do that. Um, now, I think Mandy Rose kind of hit her stride in NXT. I think her and Toxic Attraction could have came to the main roster and kind of, you know, been, I'm not going to say a big deal, but I mean, you you look at Bailey, EO Sky, Dakota Kai, you know, you, you could bring them up and have a nice, nice little feud with them. You know, she, she, she suffered on the main roster when she debuted by going back at the NXT was the best thing for her. So I really do hope, I hope she comes back just because I think she's a great talent, but I would not be surprised if she goes somewhere else and just does her thing. I might, or she might just retire. I don't know. Damn. This is what it's like to be with me going on those fucking long ass tirades. Kind of. Yeah. You know, I appreciate it, Dominic. Well, I try to update my shitty NFL picks, but uh, what? Sorry, what was it? Was there an actual question there? It was just kind of just talking. Will about she this. come back to WWE or she go somewhere else? Um, I could see her maybe testing the waters and maybe going to like an Impact. I don't know if like AEW is like really like a great fit, but the AEW Women's Division isn't this like showcase of in ring talent. Like it's not a Stardom or a All Japan in the '90s type thing. So. But I also could maybe see this as like a, a long form suspension to where they're like, you know, keep your head down. We'll we'll get you, we'll you know have you come back in like six months or something. And she'll be back in WWE. But that being said, um, she could just go off be a kind of like the Eva Marie route, and like Eva Marie is like very successful in the modeling and oh, fitness, yeah, fitness world. So she can just continue to do her site. You know, do some modeling, do, you know, get energy drink sponsorships and do whatever the hell else I mean, wants. she was like, like a, not a bodybuilder, but she was like a, it's like she like a, I can't remember what she did, but like she was like a, a I'm not going to say champion, but she, yes, she could go even Marie. She could just be a fucking spokeswoman for fucking rain energy or whatever. But, but you know, it's a complicated issue. Um, talked about on the other podcast. I don't know exactly what her contract says, but for her to get fired, there would have to probably be rightful cause. And she must have knowingly like terminated that and crossed some sort of line, whether it's just posted in general or posting certain type of content. And I get it, the double standard of the divas and Playboy and all that stuff, but if it says don't do this in your contract and then you go and do it anyways, like I'm not going to have that much sympathy for you. It's but, a shitty situation, but it's like you knew what the terms were and you broke them. But how do we not know that it was a, well, I mean, okay, but put it this way. If you bought, if she said, Hey, Brandon, send me a hundred dollars. I'll send you my boobies. You send her $100, and by sending her the $100, yes, she is sending you boobies. But if you post that picture online, you are, you know, that that's copyright. That, that's her property. 
it, you know, it clearly states, I mean, some people put the whole, this is my property. You are paying for my, you know, you can't post this anywhere else, blah, blah, blah. There is a difference from these aren't, I mean, you can call them leaks, which they're not leaks. They are her creating content and it's that content going around the paywall to the free internet. That's different than Paige, Xavier Woods, Seth Rollins, Charlotte, and all that different type of stuff where those are legit hacking link, you know, leaks and illegal activity. Like there's a complete different, that's a completely different situation. I'm saying if her WWE contract strictly says you cannot have an OnlyFans and post explicit nude content or whatever, something detrimental to your character, which is shady wording, I will agree. I'm not saying this is right. I think Mandy Rose, if she wants to do her thing on that site, let her do that thing on that site. But if it says it in the contract and she knew that, like, they're justified, even though it is very harsh and I don't agree with it. I mean, I feel like, I feel like if, if, if it's sexual, like if it's her having sex or if it's, you know, something. But do you see that, what I'm, but, but what I'm, I'm literally no, I know what, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. She's breaking know, a rule. I know what you're saying. And, and I understand. And I agree with that. If, if it, the contract says, Hey, don't go post titty pics. And she posts titty pics. Yeah, yeah, fucking, you're in trouble. You're done. But I love how you just say titty pics. And you know, on the other podcast, you have to be prim and proper and just you know dance around it. Love it. Fucking, I ain't a fucking prude like somebody. I, hey, I've had sex. All right, I ain't or, a or you or you just make it seem like you know it's research and you know you know I've seen these exquisite piece of artwork. Like somebody. Does he really talk like that? No, he didn't. I just kind oh, of okay. cramped up a little say, bit. I was, but like, fucking annoying, I was but... the one that said I was doing research and no one understood my Respect joke, that. but it's fine. But no, but I'm what I'm just saying though is just like you know, like doesn't Selena Vegas still have her OnlyFans and all she does is do anime shit? I don't know. And Scarlet used to have an OnlyFans. I don't know if she still posts anything. Um fucking Natalia's sister and hey, Natalia's shout out. <laughs> But I'm just saying it's like shout out Jenny Neidhart. She's the goat. You know, I, I just feel like as a company, it's like, you know, boobies, you know, everybody should be okay with boobie. Uh, first of all, everyone should be okay with the human body. Free the nipple. Exactly. But like I said, if, if it's like, oh, my boob popped out. Oh my God, how did that happen? And she covers it back up, fine. You know, you can you could justify it as oh she Step had a bro, little, I'm stuck. Like a little slip or whatever. But you know, if she's like fucking fucking a guy or sucking him off or getting her pussy at or something, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you're you're you can't do that. So I that that's where I'm just Dominic sex work is work, okay? It is. But I'm just saying it's like, you know, I, I'm I, I I'm like you. I see both sides, you know, but she did break a if she did break a rule, then you know, you, you got to pay the price, but I still feel like if it's, if it's just boobies, man, it's just boobs. Who gives a shit? Everybody's seen boobs. Everybody loves boobs. Come on. More of an ass guy myself. Especially Mandy Rose's ass. Anyways. And because Mandy Rose has been fired and had dropped the NXT title after 400 plus days, Dominic, we can go back to talking nxt weekly right maybe all right moving on can we believe these reports that sasha banks left the company months ago yes yeah i mean it's been just a weird will they won't they type of relationship so i mean reportedly she asked for charlotte and 
uh, Becky money, which understandable. Um, I think she's right. She should be making up there, if not more. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard to ask for more than Becky money, but like in that stratosphere, like let's say they're making a million dollars. If she asks for a million, I think you should give it to her. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But, but but then again, Becky and Charlotte also haven't gone. This isn't their, her. And Charlotte, and, you know, Sasha has the injury history, some maybe attitude history. And exactly. That, and that's what it is. It's, it's the, the attitude, the, this is not her first time walking away and being like, fuck it. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And last but not least, how do we feel about Bray's return so far? I'm interested in see where it goes, but worried people lose interest in there isn't some kind of a payoff. Um, I mean, honestly, haven't been paying too close of attention because it's on SmackDown. I kind of, even though it is like the Roman show, I haven't been watching too much SmackDown just because we're doing the podcast on Friday and it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But you know, I you know I listen to shows and I keep my eye out on things. Like he's you know in a feud with uh, L.A. Knight. Like that doesn't really excite Ooh. me. <laughs> um, you have the the string of Alexa Bliss and whatever she's going to be doing, which is interesting. Hopefully they don't go full fledged spooky supernatural stuff, and she's just kind of with Bray Wyatt or in his little universe. So, I mean, it's fine. It's not. It. I mean, he comes in over, over like Rover. Everyone loves him. Intrigued to see what he does. I'm like fine with him slowly easing into instead of just going balls to the wall all over the place, but. I would look like maybe they're just waiting for WrestleMania season to kind of give a legit payoff to what all probably, this is. Probably, honestly, it's probably what's going to happen. But uh, let's wait and see. Uh, that's it for Mr. X's questions of the week. And we'll be like Mr. X, curveballncs at gmail.com, curveballncs on Instagram, curveballs and chair shots on Facebook. And, uh, you know, let's uh, call it a day. Yeah. Or we can just quickly run through AEW Dynamite. We did have Winter is Coming. I thought it was a really good show. Good kind of get back on track episode for Dynamite. Crowd was hot out there in Garland, Texas. Um, First off, we got Triangula de la Muerte defeating the Elite, taking a 3-1 win uh, once again with the Hammer. Kind of over the Hammer being in every finish of this feud so far. Uh, we will be getting no DQ, followed by False Can Anywhere. And of course, it's going to go to a game seven. It's going to be Escalera de la Muerte, a ladder match for those uncultured. Um, in uh, I believe it's going to be in LA, but this one's going seven. And I mean, the matches are different enough to where it's not losing my interest, but it's a little monotonous. And this is kind of what I worried with this seven game, this seven match series to where it's going to be like, okay, it's this match again and again. And again, and again. Cool. Like any, any thoughts? Cool. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not. I after the first two matches, I don't. I don't have interest in him because it's like there. It's so best of seven. It's kind of just too much. It's too much for me. We're going to go back to pile on the elite because, you know, this is a CM Punk podcast. Um, yeah. Do you think there's like anything with like the elite? I mean, kind of just their track record thus far of just like working with their friends and not working with other talent to like put them over or give them the rub or anything. Because it feels like they're just wrestling the Lucha Bros and, 
you know, their other friends when they could be working like that FTR feud that we all wanted that didn't really pan out late in the season, late in the year. Just more, you know, if you're trying to connect the dots on why CM Punk is angry at them and didn't like them all too well, I think that's another thing of just, you know, oh, the elite is going to go off with Death Triangle for two months to wrestle them and they don't need to worry about anything else. So just put them in the corner, let them have fun with their friends and do their own thing. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I, agree. I understand. I agree. And I think uh, it's just one of those things where it, it's pe- people just want to see them. They're, they're, how do you say? Um, they're, They're they're like the legend of AEW. They're not legends, or I mean, they're going to be legends, but like they're just like they they just people want to see them because they're part of AEW, like the from the beginning, the inception, and everything. They don't give a fuck about them anymore. So be it. Hot take, hot take. Then uh, we had Jungle Boy take on Brian Cage. Jungle Boy gets the win. We get the firm come out. Uh big... oh. Uh oh. Oh, we got a Dominic phone call. Hang on, hang on, hang Let's on. Let's see it. Okay, we're taking our first live phone call on the on air. This is Dominic. On speaker. Okay, where 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 is it at? Maybe not talk some. Maybe not on speaker. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll clock in. Thank you. Bye bye. Dominic, what do you have to do? What? You have to do the Lord's work. What is the job? Uh, apparently a plow, uh, what's it been called? Not a trucker. A uh, plow took out a telephone pole. So Nice. Fucking drunk drivers. Oh. oh. All right. So we will say goodbye to Dominic. Everybody say bye, Dominic. Bye, Dominic. Okay. Uh, thank you, Dominic. Uh, we'll can't wait for next week to hear that story. Christmas special. Um, unfortunately, we're probably not gonna. We're not, well, we're not gonna have a, a Christmas gift exchange because you know we just hate each other now. Um, I mean, but you, you, you know, you could have sent me something, but since you didn't, I'm not gonna send anything. I know, because fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Okay, love you, bye. I love you, bye. Uh, so yes, Jungle Boy defeats Brian Cage and um, gets the win. Hook comes out. Bing bong, fucking chicken strips. Goodbye. Uh, so yeah, the firm comes out, beats down on Jungle Boy. Hook makes a save, and the the firm just kind of scatter away. Even though it's one hook against like three, four other guys, wasn't a big fan of that. But I do like the prospect of Jungle Boy and Hook kind of teaming up. Not exactly a full fledged tag team. If they want to do that, that's cool. But just kind of loosely associated them now with Jungle Boy, without Luchasaurus and Hook, without Team Taz. I think that's great. You know, two younger guys, good looking guys. They can, you know, be on this trajectory, build up a nice rapport and possibly go back to it later. If one of them turns heel or, you know, one of them champion, you can come back to it. And I think it's just a nice match, a nice, um, I don't have Dominic bail me out. It's a nice, you know, team, a nice interaction that they can build up and possibly go to later. Then we get action and dready defeating Chris Jericho upset of the century. And uh, this was great. You know, Chris Jericho really going uh, overboard, but not too overboard to really flag it that it's going to happen. But, uh, you know, saying she's going to beat the piss out of this jobber after he loses the ROH title to Claudio. Um, Andretti, you know, puts up a stellar fight. Jericho gets a lot of offense in, but then action 
uh, you know, makes a comeback, gets the win. Jericho fucking pissed. And I think right now it's a great idea. Great match. Great moment. Cool. There's probably going to be a next month worth of TV to where they have some things planned out. My next question is, what do they do after that? Once Andretti isn't with Jericho, how do they build on top of this? Is he going to continue to be a scrappy underdog jobber type? Um, you know, obviously he's no, he's not a James Ellsworth, but he needs to be kind of like that next step up, kind of what uh, Dante Martin was, but then actually have him win matches and like give him a character and fleshing that out. So, um. And that's the issue with AEW. They have a lot of talent, but kind of progressing them week by week and telling a cohesive story and you know putting someone on a journey has been something they've had difficulty with. And hopefully they don't spoil this uh, moment with uh, Action Andretti. I've never seen him, so don't know what his prospects are. But in this one match, I thought he was really good. Then finally, main event time. MJF defends his Dynamite Diamond Ring and the AEW World Title against Ricky Stalks. Ricky was uh, over in Garland, his adopted area, and uh, MJF gets the win with the low blow. I take this as a compliment. It was a fantastic main event WWE-style match. Um, I thought it was really good. crowd was into it, into the near falls. Didn't give a full-fledged crescendo like, um, you know, to take it to that very, very next level, but still a solid match from these two. And MJF gets the win. Brian Danielson comes out and uh, runs off MJF. So flagging pretty much that Danielson will be the next opponent for MJF. I uh, don't know what this means for Ricky. Uh, a good few weeks for him, but similar to what I was talking about, about Andretti, like what do you do post this MJF little mini feud? Does he go off and face Samoa Joe for the TNT title? I know he's doing his thing with Wardlow, but maybe Wardlow gets distracted and you, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, yeah, he's not like Ricky Starks is this super over hot baby face that you need to capitalize right now. But AEW does have a little bit of a star issue with no CM Punk, no Adam Cole, Brian Danielson greatly diminished, Kenny Omega just fucking around in the trios division so you kind of need to build up those guys outside of a moxley and a, and a adam page and mjf obviously so starks is definitely a guy to flag that could be one of those but need to once again put him on a journey have him be a middle card champion or have him face in a top tier feud with promos like mjf and ricky starks cut promos earlier on in the show and i like both of them i liked how they built the matchup throughout the show with promos than just backstage seeing them stretching and all the other things like making it feel like a big deal. It's just like the little things. That's why I really did enjoy this dynamite episode. It felt like they were kind of correcting course, not a full fledged shift to where, you know, everything was just so different. I know they did hire uh, the former WWE producer that was apparently like the heir apparent to Kevin Dunn, but now he's in AEW. Hopefully that helps. I never had a super big issue with AEW's uh, production style, but Having someone who's just, you know, really in that area and who's has a ton of experience in WWE should help them. And I am excited to see what AEW does in the spring of 2023. So that is it for today. Thank y'all very much for tuning in. If you would like to participate on said podcast, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
TikTok, Curveball, and CS. If you want to send an email like Mr. X, Curveball and CS at gmail.com. All the pertinent links are in the description of said podcast. Shout out uh, J-Rose, shout out Big Daddy, shout out Mr. X, shout out the studio audience, the mascot, and everybody in between. If you're listening to this, shout out to you. Okay, hopefully, whether whatever holiday you're celebrating, if you have to do some holiday shopping, hopefully you figure that out by now. Don't wait to the last minute. That's never fun. Okay, we will see you guys next week for our Christmas spectacular. That's not exactly a spectacular, but we're going to have a good time. So until next time, my name is Brandon Tanguma. Dominic Hobson should join us next week. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye.